On today's episode, we continue through Grimm's Fairy Tales with a story titled Mother Hole. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Welcome to the Shadow Bear Story Sessions, the podcast about how folklore and fairy tales were way more fun and entertaining back when they were just super dark and completely insane, before anyone cared about whether or not something was family-friendly. Seems like in olden times, people weren't telling each other old, friendly parables. They're just trying to freak each other out into behaving correctly. So here at Shadow Bear, we're going through Grimm's fairy tales front to back, not pulling any punches, and the next on the list is a little tale titled Mother Hole, Hole spelled with two L's. Hopefully, that will be explained in the story. Not gonna waste any more time. We begin. A widow had two daughters, one who was beautiful and diligent, the other ugly and lazy. But she was fonder of the ugly and lazy one, and the other had to do all the work and was just like the Cinderella in the house. So now we have a story referencing another Grimm's fairy tale, referring to her as a Cinderella, creating some sort of Grimmiverse here. I like it. Why do the stepmothers, and I guess this widow, why do they always like the ugly lazy sister? Because it doesn't make any logical sense. I feel like the ugly lazy sister is probably just funny. She's probably way more fun to hang out with. She's way cooler. The beautiful, diligent one might just be kind of a, an annoying buzzkill. There's got to be more to the story. Otherwise, why are these ugly, lazy sisters always getting, getting more favorable treatment from the mom? There's got to be half the story that we're missing. Anyway, we continue. Now, one day, the beautiful maiden went out to fetch water, and as she bent over to pull the bucket from the well, she leaned over too much and fell into the water. Well, then I guess she wasn't that diligent, was she? When she awoke and came to her senses, she was lying on the ground in a beautiful meadow, where the sun was shining and thousands of flowers were growing. She left the meadow and soon came to a baker's oven full of bread. But the bread was yelling, Oh, take me out, take me out, or else I'll burn. I've already been baked long enough. Some freaky shit right there. So she went to the oven and diligently took out everything. After that, she moved on and came to a tree full of apples. Is that the end of it? Did the, did the bread not thank her? Why was the bread just hanging out in an oven next to a meadow? Again, feel like we're only getting half the story. She moved on, came to a tree full of apples. Oh, shake me, shake me, the apple tree exclaimed. My apples are all ripe. So she shook the tree until the apples fell like raindrops, and she kept shaking until they had all fallen to the ground. After that, she moved on. At last, she came to a small cottage where an old woman was looking out of a window. She had such big teeth that the maiden was scared and wanted to run away. But the old woman cried after her. Don't be afraid, my dear child. Stay with me, and if you do all the housework properly, everything will turn out well for you. Ugh. You must only make my bed nicely and give it a good shaking so the feathers fly. Then it will snow on earth, for I am Mother Hole. Okay, and there's a footnote here that says, 
Whenever it snowed in olden days, people in Hesia used to say Mother Hole is making her bed. And there we have the explanation of what Mother Hole, what and who Mother Hole is. Some type of winter deity in Central Europe. That's pretty cool. However, definitely a super creepy way of getting a kid into your house, and definitely just sounds like kidnapping. Even if she's being honest here, this is still kidnapping. It's like, hey, just live here, do everything for me, and everything will turn out well. She's not even being specific about how things will turn out well. This totally sounds like a trap. If anyone ever encounters a situation like this, in which a creepy old woman calls out to you and says, hey, live with me, do all of my housework, and everything will be great. Do not follow those orders. That is a trap. That is a murder house. They are probably not Mother Hole. We continue. Since the old woman had spoken so kindly to her, the maiden agreed to enter her service. She took care of everything to the old woman's satisfaction, and always shook the bed so hard that the feathers flew about like snowflakes. In return, the woman treated her well. She never said an unkind word to the maiden, and she gave her roasted or boiled meat every day. Mother Hole is making good on her promise. However, boiled meat sounds kind of gross. I guess this is olden times. Any meat is, is pretty nice, a luxury. After the maiden had spent a long time with Mother Hole, her heart saddened. Even though everything was a thousand times better there than at home, she still had a yearning to return. Why? Just stay. A thousand times better? That's so much better. At last she said to Mother Hole, I've got a tremendous longing to return home, and even though everything is wonderful here, I can't stay any longer. You're right, Mother Hole responded, and since you've served me so faithfully, I myself shall bring you up there again. She took the maiden by the hand and led her to a large gate. When it was opened and the maiden was standing beneath the gateway, an enormous shower of gold came pouring down, and all the gold stuck to her so that she became completely covered with it. I want you to have this because you've been so diligent, said Mother Hole, Thereupon the gate closed, and the maiden found herself up on earth. Then she went to her mother, and since she was covered with so much gold, her mother gave her a warm welcome. Then, when her mother heard how she had obtained so much wealth, she wanted her other ugly and lazy daughter to have the same good fortune. Therefore, this daughter also had to jump down the well. Like her sister, she awoke in the beautiful meadow and walked along the same path. When she came to the oven, the bread cried out again, Oh, take me out, take me out, or else I'll burn. I've already been baked long enough. But the lazy maiden answered, Do you think I want to get myself dirty? She moved on and soon came to the apple tree that cried out, Oh, shake me, shake me, my apples are all ripe. However, the lazy maiden replied, Are you serious? One of the apples could fall and hit me on the head. Taking some liberties with the voice there. Kind of getting in touch with this character now. When she came to Mother Hole's cottage, she wasn't afraid because she had already heard about the old woman's big teeth, and she hired herself out to her right away. On the first day, she made an effort to work hard and obey Mother Hole when the old woman told her what to do, for the thought of gold was on her mind. On the second day, she started loafing. 
and on the third day she loafed even more. Indeed, she didn't want to get out of bed in the morning, and she did a poor job of making Frau Hole's bed. She certainly didn't shake it hard enough to make the feathers fly. Ugh. Soon Mother Hole became tired of this and discharged the maiden from her service. The lazy maiden was quite happy to go, and now expected the shower of gold. Mother Hole led her to the gate, but as the maiden was standing beneath the gateway, a big kettle of pitch came pouring down over her instead of gold. That's a reward for your services, Mother Hole said, and closed the gate. The lazy maiden went home covered with pitch, and it stuck to her for as long as she lived. The end. Damn, as long as she lived, huh? That's pretty brutal. I think pitch is like tar or oil, basically. Like black tar. It's like thick, thick, gross oil, basically. And so she is covered in that for the rest of her life. So pretty clear message here. Just a good message. Be kind and helpful to others and good things will come to you. And if you're rude and unhelpful, then bad things will come to you. Good lesson. And another lesson that we get is that anyone can fake it for a short amount of time, but the true self will always be revealed over time. Some people can fake it for longer, though. Some people keep their eye on the prize, so you gotta watch out for that. I guess the lesson here is that greed is like a shallow motivator, so if someone's a shitty person or just plain shallow, then feeding their greed won't make them any more diligent or hardworking. And there might be some truth to that. But also, some people can bullshit you for a pretty damn long time. Especially if literally having gold fall down on you and stick to you, and then being able to just keep all that gold. If that's at the end of the road, people are probably going to stay more committed than this ugly, lazy sister here. I think the real lesson here is, if your family or the people around you are literally enslaving you, and are terrible and controlling and mean to you all the time, like the mom and the ugly, lazy sister are to the actual diligent, hardworking sister, well, if somehow through your own virtue and hardworking diligence and, and your own efforts you manage to achieve success or wealth, don't go back to the people who were enslaving you. Why did she go back? Why did they go back to the family just because it's the family? I mean, there's no, there's no indication that things are better for her now. They took advantage of her before. Why wouldn't they just take all the gold and still treat her like crap? She got walked all over before. Why does she have better standing now? Unless the gold literally sticks to her and she can only she's the only one who can use it or spend it or something. But even then, she seems to be constantly taking, being taken advantage of by the mother and the sister prior to this. Why go back? She's totally rich and good now. She's totally fine. Just go be an awesome, be a, be a boss lady anywhere else. You have all of these riches. Don't go back to your terrible family. I mean, we don't see what happened after this, but basically the kind, helpful girl is exactly where she started, except they're rich now. Just take your gold and get the hell out of there, lady. Pretty simple, pretty clean story here. Let's adapt this. So, this one's going to be a movie... And here, this is what we're going to do. So, Letitia Wright plays Shuri in Black Panther. She's fantastic. She's awesome. 
She's this young entrepreneur who runs a small chain of cafes and is a hardworking, kind to all. She's, you know, very virtuous, very diligent person. All of her customers, all of her employees, they all love her. And her sister, who's played by Sassy Bates, is from the TV show Atlanta. She's in Deadpool, I think, too. She's also very hardworking, but she's more motivated by greed. So she's like a financial manager at a, at a Wall Street hedge fund or something. And she's also the favorite of their mother. Let's have be played by Octavia Spencer, because Octavia Spencer, I love Octavia Spencer, and she brings some humor to the role too. I can see her being kind of funny in that. So Octavia like applauds how aggressive and ruthless Sassy Bates is and talks to Letitia like, why can't you be like Sassy? She manages millions of dollars, but you just run a few cafes. Just you got your little scones and baked goods. Who needs it? Nobody cares about your coffee and cakes, Letitia. People only care about money. Then Letitia's like, we care about people, Mom. Every cafe I run is part of a community. We look after each other. We help each other. But Octavia's just like, that's stupid. You're stupid for caring about people. So one day, Letitia finds out that one of her regular customers, who's an older woman, let's say played by Viola Davis, hasn't been coming to the cafe recently. So she, she checks up on her and finds out that she's really ill, serious illness. And then out of the kindness of her heart, Letitia begins to deliver her food from the cafe to make sure she's getting enough healthy food. Then Letitia gets to know her better. She starts offering to pick up her medicine and take her to the doctor appointments. And before too long, she's spending her night sleeping on the woman's couch and caring for her. And gradually, Viola Davis regains her strength and health. And then one day, Viola Davis reveals that she's actually incredibly wealthy even though she's not showy about it, but she's super wealthy and to repay Letitia's kindness, she says she wants to give her millions of dollars to expand her cafe business because she runs a business that truly cares about people and, and more communities should have a cafe like this that takes care of its community. And so Octavia Spencer and Zossie Bates here hear about this and Zossie's like, I just found out that the CEO of my hedge fund is sick. And Octavia Spencer's like, you better get over there. Start taking care of her. So Zazi tries to go over and be super nice and take care of her boss, who's so he's played by Angela Bassett, because she's, she's, she'd be great. It's like no-nonsense boss role. So initially, Zazi's super helpful, but before long, she's getting annoyed whenever Angela Bassett asks for anything. And then they start arguing because Zazi isn't really helping. It's just cutting corners and it's making things worse. It becomes obvious that she's just doing it to try and get in good with her for the money. So after a big argument, Angela Bassett fires Zossie and blackballs her to the point where Zossie has no choice but to go work for Letitia in one of her cafes. And it's there that she sees how Letitia interacts with her customers, how much they love her, and she realizes that success isn't, isn't about money, it's about happiness and making life better for the people around you. Which then makes life better for you. It all comes back around. And Zasi and Octavia finally say, we had it so wrong, and he showed us that kindness is the way to true happiness. Thank you so much, Letitia Wright. The end. And they all work happily together. Zasi then becomes like the financial manager for that cafe. They expand. They do fantastic. The end.
So there we go. That's how I would adapt it. That's how we're going to do it. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check out the website, shadowbearstorysessions.com. You can donate there. You can also contact me, give me some feedback, and give me some suggestions for sections you'd like to hear, things you'd like to hear, anything at all. I know you've got your own adaptation ideas as well. Send those to me over on Twitter or Instagram. You can tag me on that. I don't check super often. I am not good at social media. Really, I just like making the podcast. However, if you send it over there, I will see it eventually. It might take a few days, but I'll see it. Would love to see it. Come on back next week for a story titled The Three Ravens. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. <laughs> <laughs>